Podcasts from Aberdeen Standard Investment Trusts. Invest in good company. Welcome to the latest in our Aberdeen Standard Investment Trust podcast series. With me today is the manager of the Aberdeen New Thai Investment Trust, Orson Khan Burisutti. We'll be talking about how Thailand is recovering from the pandemic and whether recent political developments are likely to have any impact on companies. Welcome, Orson. Um, now, economic data appears to be improving in the region. Are, are you generally confident that the recovery is building momentum? Yes. If you look at Thailand, the GDP growth has recovered from the second quarter. Second quarter GDP decreased 12% year on year. The third quarter is still down compared with the third quarter last year, but down less at 6.4%. This is better than expectations of 8 to 9%. And if you look at GDP growth for the full year, the GDP growth would be about minus 6%, which is much better than estimates earlier in the year uh, at the peak of the COVID pandemic in March and April. Much of this will come from government spending. These have been strong, both normal spending by the government as well as capital investments. In the third quarter, both of these have been positive. The biggest uncertainty remains COVID-19. Thailand, fortunately, is doing better than many countries, including neighbors. And are there still some sectors set to recover? I mean, how about the region's kind of all-important tourism sector, for example? I'll start with the sector overall and then touch on tourism. The private sector has recovered from the second quarter, understandably. The third quarter is still down year on year, the fourth quarter as well, and not back to the baseline of 2019. So there's still quarter and quarter momentum, but we'll still take a few quarters before coming back to the levels of last year. International tourism is a large variable. We're expecting foreign tourists of just under 7 million this year, but take into account that 6 million is before the lockdown earlier this year. So there's really not much tourist arrivals this year. The figure next year, the estimate is about 5 million international tourist arrivals, the latest estimate. And this is assuming a vaccine would be available in the third quarter of next year. So that's the one large variable for, for 2020. In the meantime, where we're looking for, where we have seen areas of improvement. Uh, government has been subsidizing spending for consumers. It would range from cash handouts to co-payment schemes and even domestic travel scheme where the government subsidizes up to 40% of hotel room and dining. So this encourages uh, domestic tourism. Besides these subsidies, if you're looking forward to Global trade exports look promising, just the result of the U.S. elections, the presidential election with Mr. Biden uh, winning, although this will will take time to be reflected uh, uh, for global recovery um, in trade. 
Okay, and I mean, there have been some political upset recently with some kind of high-profile protests against the king. Uh, are these just sort of isolated incidents, or can you see them having any economic impact? The short answer is immediately it's limited. The economic recovery, the momentum continues. But more in the protesters, the protests rather, it's more across many issues, these including the, the monarchy, touching upon the monarchy as well. Most protesters are students, first-time voters, and uh, these protests have actually commenced before COVID-19. It actually started earlier this year. A couple factors include angst, uh, disenfranchisement, uh, a popular uh, party they, they liked was disbanded, uh, not liking the government, uh, the way the constitution is written, the way the Senate is is elected, and just having a prime minister since 2014, uh, quite a long time. Just and as well, along with the economic slowdown and the inequality that that ensues. But on the fortunate side, the protests have been nonviolent. It's been stretched out for several months already. Uh, I think the peaceful protest will continue. Uh, it's just the, the issue on how the institutions will be performed going forward. It will be stretched out, uh, mind you, because it would take quite a lot of reforms in both social, economic, and political fronts. And while this has been going on, what's been happening in the Thai stock market? Um, have there been any kind of notable winners and losers? What's been the overall performance? The market is still down year-to-date, like many other stock markets. There's been different winners and losers over the course of 2020. If you start with the initial plunge in COVID, uh, most stocks fell, as well as energy. There was a recovery in May, June, July. The market was sideways, August, September, October, um, a huge drop uh a weakness in October, followed by the November rally, uh, a risk-on attitude uh, uh, respect uh, with prospects of a vaccine. So earlier in the year, low oil prices helped manufacturers that import, including logis- logistics companies and distributors. The lifting of lockdown helped retailers, and the latest uh, prospects of vaccine, travel and tourism, um, businesses, for example, airports, hotels, hospitals, shopping malls. On the whole, the larger companies in each sector benefited more than overall, particularly uh, those that are listed on the stock market. And how do relative valuations look today, uh, both sort of regionally and compared to kind of international peers? If you look at the market, Earnings growth at the depths of the crisis, earnings estimates are down 18 to 20%. That's earnings for this year. This has improved to 11, 12% just by way of a better than expected recovery since the second quarter. The rebound to 2019 level would take a bit longer. Um, EPS is still down this year, just a recovery next year. So we're looking towards the end of 2021 where earnings will go back to the levels of 2019. 
and we're seeing 2022 growth of, of about 10%. If you look at PE ratings, the market is trading on 17 times 2021 and 16 times 2022. It is slightly elevated. Uh, I think historically a level of 14 to 15 times would be more attractive. It's just the fact that there isn't much earning support at the moment and expectations are running slightly ahead just given the developments of COVID-19. Okay, and, and looking at the new Thai um, portfolio now, have you made any recent changes? Are there any sort of notable themes running through the trust today? Yes, for the past three to six months, we have increased weights in several sectors. The first is services. We are underweight the sector, but we have decreased this underweight. So this would include services such as transport, for example, airports of Thailand, and also increasing more weights in retailers, uh, those that are benefiting from the recovery in spending. We have also increased weights in tech and technology, uh, not only electronics companies, the assemblers, the exporters, but also the mobile telephony companies, the operators in Thailand. We are slightly underweight technology now, and the underweight has decreased over the quarters. We have decreased weights in property and construction. For the most part, this is property developers. We don't hold property developers anymore, focusing more on asset owners with recurring rental income. We have also trimmed materials company, particularly after the run-up in the second quarter, for example, cement companies. We have also decreased weights in financials, particularly insurance. Several banks, particularly the large banks and some non-bank financials. Within energy and resources, we also refreshed the sectors, adding new utility names. It's a mix of power utilities and water with some exposure to infrastructure investment. So these are the main changes. Increased weights in services and technology, decreases weights in property construction and some financials, and just refreshing of names within energy and resources. And what sort of feedback are you getting from companies that you're speaking to at the moment? Are they generally kind of optimistic or pessimistic looking into 2021? The drop in third quarter sales is less than initially expected. It's still down year on year, the third quarter, but the trajectory is better than expected. Again, a reflection of macro. You can see this in same-store sales growth of retailers, which is less negative year on year. Asset quality from banks, meaning low, lower than expected NPL formations. Recovery in consumer durable sales like automobiles. Management is cautiously optimistic. Uh, the largest corporates with the best financial resources are improving their market shares. Again, the, the concern overall is just the non-listed smaller companies are, are benefiting less or being less optimistic, specific implications of the overall economy. Um, the, now, the trust currently has a yield of over 
5%. How have dividends from Thai companies held up? Typically, companies pay as a percentage of profits, and most would have a declared minimum payout ratio. This hasn't changed. Uh, at the margin, you've seen interim dividends for this year to be down slightly just by way of lower profits. Some companies do keep an absolute level stable. So even if profits are down, some companies do increase their payout ratios just to maintain the absolute level of dividends. What we're seeing this year is average dividend yields of the companies that we invest to be around 4%. I think that will be maintained if not improved upon. The upside for dividends from the trust would be capital gains or any gains, especially the market run-up. And the trust also have, also have reserves upon which dividends can be drawn. Okay. And what's the, what is the trust current position on gearing? Do you, do you still have um, sort of debt in the, in the trust? Gearing levels have ranged from 10 to 15%. It is currently towards the mid to high end of that range. The absolute debt level for the trust is unchanged since the fourth quarter of 2019. It's just that the percentage changed with market movements. Uh, if the market uh, fell, for example, towards the end of March and the end of October, the gearing would increase just by way of the NAV of the trust being down. But, but nevertheless, we do keep, intend to keep uh, gearing within this range and with the absolute debt unchanged for the trust. And finally, there are, there are more promising signs as we look into 2021, um, you know, the vaccine, better treatments, this kind of thing. Um, I wonder if you could just give us a, a, a flavor of your thinking on the outlook. GDP will continue to be down year and year for the next one to two quarter, just by of comparison. It's better on a quarter and quarter basis. But if you look at the nine months, I mentioned through, uh, third quarter earlier of minus 6.4. Nine months is minus 6.7. So not bad. And for a four year expectation of minus 6.28. So still a couple more quarters of weak year and year numbers and positive quarter and quarter numbers. The run weight for 2021 would be a 3.5 to 4.5% growth, GDP growth. So the stock, the momentum, not only for stocks and for earnings, uh, will come from the improving macro and additional upside uh, just from tourism and travel, which I think is not yet fully factored into, into expectations. Great. Okay. Thank you, Orson, for those insights today. And thank you to our listeners for tuning in. You can find out more about the trust at www.newtie-trust.co.uk. And please do look out for future updates. This podcast is provided for general information only and assumes a certain level of knowledge of financial markets. It is provided for information purposes only and should not be considered as an offer investment recommendation or solicitation to deal in any of the investments of products mentioned herein and does not constitute investment research. The views in this podcast are those of the contributors at the time of publication and do not necessarily reflect those of Aberdeen Standard Investments. 
the value of investments and the income from them can go down as well as up, and investors may get back less than the amount invested. Past performance is not a guide to future returns. Return projections are estimates and provide no guarantee of future results.